0: The show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Mary Ann Petry. I have a return guest. I have Amy Palacios back on. She was the mother that spoke out on Mecklenburg and Carabas County's extreme corruption. She was on season three, episode 117 on September 29th, 2022. Now what's going on with her? She's a mother of six children, and there are two ex-husbands fighting in court with the same lawyer, attorney Jay White, and they're perpetuating 14 years of corruption, So that's what the last podcast was on. And I'm bringing her back on because there's an update to her case, as well as her ex taking the kids to Florida for what the weekend. So I welcome you back on the show. Amy, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. My faith is definitely kicking in and keeping me strong.
0: That must be stressful. Um, getting a text and uh the kids are going to florida uh, and he has he already has like uh some some legal issues himself
1: right we just well we went since i've been back on with you i've gone to court twice on october 3rd and october 25th um in October 3rd, they did give me a court order saying I had to pay him. It's around $2,800 a month. Matthew Bledsoe, my first ex-husband, and he's the one that I have my four older kids with that are 17, 16, 14, and 13. And then on October 25th, we were supposed to be heard on all matters that are pending. So I had filed for um, motion to modify custody, ask for sole custody, And he had filed for contempt and saying I needed to do it. I had told you he's trying to put me in jail saying I need to do another psychological evaluation, which he's used that in the past in Mecklenburg County Mm -hmm. and um, followed through with it. I actually went to jail for a weekend just based on lies. So Mm -hmm. I had already done the $12,000 thing that they had already told me to do. And this it was just like repetitive and repetitive. And even. At that time, this is what's my fear, right? Because our elections are coming up. My fear was my judge in Mecklenburg County never got reelected. So that's when all this bad stuff was happening to me in um, Mecklenburg County, because Gina Kohler was not reelected. So they were just the the guardian at litem was going under a different judge with his lawyer and I was pro se and saying I had to do all this stuff that was supposedly ordered by the judge without any kind of like actual order. And because, Oh, well, we don't have the judge anymore. So you have to make the order.
0: Because you're, you're stuck with Christy Wilhelm, correct?
1: Yes. And so I don't think that, I don't think she's going opposed this time. So that's my relief with her is that I don't think they can give me a new judge in Cabarrus County because I don't think she's opposed in the elections. And so I, my fear was that I was having the same thing happen, but I did um, at the en- end of my order, this temporary custody order that we have where I have every other weekend. Um, and then we have, they moved my permanent trial, which was supposed to be October 25th all the way to February 9th. And I said, uh, so we we just went on the 25th for um, contempt He's saying I'm in contempt for not doing psychological evaluations. Not necessarily that I didn't do the evaluation or go see a psychiatrist, but that I didn't give all my results to his lawyer was because uh, um, I had already given her an open court a paper. She said I didn't do it at all, but I had given her an open court and it was on record. The paper that said I went there. So it's a repetitive lying cycle for them. But he was in contempt for two things. There's a court order under Christy Wilhelm that says that Jay White cannot represent Brad, I mean represent Matthew Bledsoe. He's still representing Brad Urban, my other ex-husband, but there's a court order saying he cannot represent Matthew Bledsoe. Well the crazy thing is, is in our October 3rd trial, even though he wasn't the physical lawyer standing next to him with the DSS child support, which Jay White's over the DSS child support, there was another guy standing in called Goldberg and Goldberg was the guy that went on October. I mean, on August 15th and did the trial too. And Jay White was walking in and out of the trial, even on August 15th. And, you know, there's an order saying he can't um, be a part of the trial. Mm -hmm. Well, in on October 3rd, he was still walking out in front of the trial, talking to this Goldberg guy and then at the end of the trial, when they're given the verdict, he walks across the whole courtroom and says, tries to say that I need to pay back child pay of uh, you know three thousand dollars a month for whatever you know four months or something, so over ten thousand dollars now, and he's waving his hands and making oh, yeah. a whole scene. And uh, Cloninger was the judge for the, um, child support. And the conager actually said, no, we're not gonna, um, we're not gonna do that. So I have an ADA, um, or add the back child support. There is a, like, they haven't even actually even started the order yet. Cause they never even filed it till the end of this month. So I guess they'll, when it's done through DSS child support, they have to take it out of your check before taxes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the reason why they're supposed to they're using like the largest amount, like not your paycheck after taxes, all that kind of stuff. Even though they use my ex-husband's paycheck after taxes, okay, after Mm -hmm. taxes, they use my paycheck before taxes and they use my pay stubs from 2021, even though we were October of twenty twenty two. And I had shown that I was essentially making the same as him for the last six months. We Mm -hmm. were making the same amount. They said, well, we decided to use 2021. So, and they refused to give me the copy of his pay stubs, which I'm told is not legal. Mm -hmm. So the judge even said, um, like you have to do, you have to get that subpoenaed way beforehand. Well, no, this is all, child support court, if he's sitting there looking at my pay stubs and he has not only a DSS, you know, social worker next to him, but a DSS lawyer and Jay White standing next to him off and on coming back and forth. um, And I have nobody. They get all the information and I get nothing. I don't get proof that what he, you know, so the only thing that they did say, because they, they, the crazy thing is from October, I mean, August 15th, right to October 3rd, they changed my income and had said I had a $5,000 a month increase, $5,000 in six weeks.
0: That's kind of what they did to me too.
1: And I'm like, okay. And then he had a decrease. So somehow, I mean, he's claiming that he makes like $50,000 less a year than he had made even years ago. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, but, and they won't let me see his paychecks.
0: That's what they were doing to me.
1: Uh, But it's a national thing. So like, it's how many, how many years ago did it happen to you?
0: This was uh, about 2015. Uh, No, wait, 2013, 14, around there.
1: So now, you know, over 10 years later, dude, they're doing the same exact thing in all these different states. All the women are crazy. Um, You know, we're going to kidnap the kids from all the women, make the women pay child support or make them pay these ungodly amounts of money until they can't provide for themselves or we're going to put them in jail. It's Mm -hmm. the same threat across the board, right? It,
0: It is. In fact, I did a podcast yesterday with Natalia Dalton, Francesca Amato, and Hannah Morris. And that's what they're doing to Natalia Dalton. They took this guy's arrears and gave them to her to pay off. And, they incre- and then they added more money. They're railroading her entirely.
1: Well, I have two orders. One saying they had to pay Jay White and Brad Urban $85,000. So that was my second ex-husband. And that order, um, 15 of it was uh, like lawyer fees. And then 70 of it was to him for equitable distribution, the guy that beat me up, right? And in jail for six months. And I has two assault criminal convictions of assault. I'm supposed to pay him. And I have sole custody of his two children and he only has supervised visitation. So um, the crazy thing about that is that Jay White wrote me this letter from his firm saying all that money needed to be paid to him. And when we went to court on August 15th, cause you know, I had three different court dates at the same time and three oh. different courtrooms originally scheduled. um, He said all the money, the whole $85,000 is supposed to be paid to Jay White. Well, when he tried to put me in jail 30 days for Jay White and 30 days for not paying Brad urban. So it's total of 60 days in jail. I was like, Dude, you can order me all day long to pl- pay his lawyer fees, but you cannot put someone in jail for paying not paying lawyer fees or medical fees. I'm mm-hmm. a medical provider. I can't put somebody in jail for not paying the fees. Mm-hmm. You just can't. And they're and they're li- literally their excuses. Like, well, any court order you don't do, you can go to jail for. But le- the, you have to. There has to be a law behind it. Like, if there's a law that you can't go to jail for not paying medical or lawyer fees right Mm -hmm. then they can't put you in jail for it you can't they can't just break the law on top of it so they're breaking the law with jay white right because i have an order i have a court order that says from christy Wilhelm that jay white cannot be part of the child support and i do have advocates actually um Uh, a motto. She's actually on my advocate team right now. And I know Hannah and her. And so it's my first in October third. they would not let me have an advocate. They said, um, ADA advocate or an advocate has nothing to do with child support. They did let me have the advocate in my hearing on the 25th of October, but we only got heard for contempt on his part and saying I was contempt of my part. Um, but they didn't hear about the kids Said they're going to hear about that in February. Well, I did ask, cause I'm not really caring if he goes to jail or not, but he's in two, he has two criminal convictions. He'll have two criminal convictions of contempt one because he wasn't giving me my kids on my assigned weekends. And then two, because he was using Jay white as assistance for the child support. So I asked for the child support to be ended and for my kids to be given to me for 60 days. So I need sole custody of my kids. And even if it's a temporary order till we get to February and make it a permanent order, because he doesn't get to keep doing what he wants. Well, my issue with Florida is all of a sudden they did say they were going to the beach, but they said they were driving for two days that they were out of school. And, and I thought it was North Carolina. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. And so it was supposed to be North Carolina, but when they changed their mind, he changed his mind and wanted to go to Florida for over a week, just like a week from now. Um, he It was because he has these possible two convictions. So my issue is I'm not gonna be convicted. I have no criminal contempt because I did this evaluation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's against the law for them to say, I have to give my records under the ADA accommodations to his lawyer, okay? So I gave copies of what I had to the judge, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all that has to be. You don't have to be paraded in court, um, pulled through the ringer, talked like you're crazy. Because the only reason why they're saying you're crazy is because you're telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth yeah. and they're lying, right. <laughs> you know? right? Like even his lawyer was like, she tried to, I have a, an email right here. Even his lawyer tried to say that he wasn't in, we, we, I couldn't even hear the contempt because I didn't know the dates that he didn't give me my kids and that I had never told her the dates. Well, I have a, I have a email right here. Contempt. I don't know if you can see it. And it says her name, Donna Johnson on there. And on there, she also were, I copied, I copied the bar. Okay. So in the beginning of the hearing, um, she's like, Oh, well, you never told me. But once she had this email in her hand, oh, she took it back. Mm. So, mm. oh okay, we're gonna proceed with the hearing because I know the court I know the dates that he didn't give me give you your kids. Ugh. So um and and my ex husband admitted on stand um that it was my weekend one of uh the weekend one of the weekends that he didn't give them to me he admitted that it was my weekend but he claimed he recalls they went but my husband was my witness right he had no other witness
2: Hmm.
1: okay except for it so we had two people saying my kids weren't there we have him saying oh i recalled they went and then he kept threatening i'm gonna just stop and bring the kids in after lunch and well, the thing is, the reason why he didn't bring the kids in is because the kids would convict to him because the kids know he, they didn't go that weekend.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? So uh, he would have to prepare them ahead of time to lie again. You know, it it probably. And I would be the one questioning them
2: mm-hmm. instead
1: of like when they they brought my kids in before and I had a, my own lawyer and the lawyers talked to the kids and that's the worst thing ever because you can't question your kid yourself to know what the truth is. And you know, the exact questions to ask because Mm -hmm. the lawyer doesn't. But um, so my big issue is that we're waiting on a, on a criminal, an order. He has two, there will be two criminal convictions because there's video cameras on October 3rd. And there was 50 people in the room. Me and my husband testified that, Jay White was there. Matt testified he wasn't. Then Matt took, this is how even crooked, that Jay um, Goldstein, the lawyer that was standing next to him on May, I mean, on October 3rd and helped on October 15th and all that, he came in and testified and said that Jay White wasn't there, that it was somebody else, that it was a total different person. Uh. And so there was a complaint made to the department of justice about what happened on October 3rd and they must have lied to the department of justice that Jay white wasn't even there because Jay white, there's all these different articles right now in Cabarrus County in the news multiple times. One, these teachers that got in trouble because he's over the school board also oh. for standing up to him. He was trying to take their license, all that stuff. That wasn't these teachers were in, w, in WBTV news Okay. then he takes this grandmother's kids by these fake um, paperwork that he signs like a judge. And these kids are still in foster home while she went to get her knee surgery. He just takes the kids. Um, And then there's other stuff going on with the criminal stuff where all these people are getting fake deals. Like the people that have money are getting off for stuff that's criminal stuff, whether it's like speeding tickets or whatever. And then the people that don't have money are going to jail for Mm -hmm. it. Right. So those three things happen within the last six months. So they know he's uh, like doing whatever he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then blatantly lying. And so I just said, I did also on uh, October 25th, when I did say to Goldberg, when he was testifying, I, you know, you put your hand on the Bible. You're saying, you're telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you know? So like, you know, you're lying right now. Like I was there and they were like, Oh, you could be in contempt. You could go to jail for saying the lawyer lies. Oh, You can go to jail right now for for saying a lawyer is lying.
0: I've done that twice and I never went to jail.
1: They, I mean, I think one other time I, met, I said that Jay White was lying, and um, a different, lo- different judge threatened me that too. But what I don't understand—explain to me why you can't say a lawyer's lying. Why can't you?
0: They just want to scare you.
1: How are you in contempt of court for that? I don't understand.
0: That you know, at this family court, it's an illegitimate court, it's a kangaroo court, and they make things up as they go along to scare people that you know aren't knowledgeable about the law and these this uh double speak that they use when you're up there or in the witness stand, or they it's it's all fear tactics, exactly. I'm sorry.
1: I I just don't know how they can make up what your income is
0: Mm -hmm. and decide
1: whatever time they I have another person in our, our prayer line group. She has no income right now, no income. And they're using her income from three years ago before Uh. COVID when she got fired or whatever laid off because of the COVID situation and Mm -hmm. you couldn't go in for the job. And she stayed at home mom with her other kid. And the kid that's kidnapped is like nine and she's staying home with the three-year-old. But now they're making her pay for the nine-year-old, you know, and she has no income. They're just using her income from whenever you're supposed to use the last two pay stubs, Mm -hmm. the last two pay stubs, not whatever they make up your income is.
0: You know, I was always going into domestic relations with modifications (laughs) Every time, because I didn't, I lost my nursing job. I lost my l- nursing license. That's what they did oh, to wow. me. I mean, they made me, I lost everything. I was like the female version of Job. And that's what I told the judge. But she didn't oh, care. Wow. She really didn't care. She still thought I was. She thought I was a, a nurse still. Uh, couldn't get that through her thick head. But anyway, um, I was still being estimated at what I made as a nurse. They, they didn't care that, uh, you know, through, through lies and false accusations, using CPS as a tool to make, you know, anyone, any person lose their job, career, whatever. A, you know, a child support judge needs to go back and actually look at the record and the case. No one's doing this and, you know, to, you know... Good moms, good dads. No, these judges are just going up. Oh, last pay stub, okay. Oh, let, let me add three thousand dollars onto those arrears. That's what they're doing to people.
1: And well, and the men, if they have arrears, they pay like fifty cents a month for seven years or something to make up the arrears. And the women, all of a sudden, you have to pay the three thousand dollars now, or you go to jail.
0: Yeah, that it's, this is crazy.
1: That's what, cause she even, like someone else even said that, like when their ex-husband has $40,000 worth of rears and he has to pay like a hundred dollars a month for the rears or whatever, something really low. But if I had the rears or if you had the rears, we would have to pay it tomorrow or go to jail.
0: Right. Right.
1: And come up with the money somehow. And so yeah. I think they haven't messed with my license because I've been telling all along Mm -hmm. and talking all along. And if they mess with my license, they can't get any money.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Well, but, but even though I had my loss of license, the judge was still estimating me at a nursing income. (laughs) That's what she was doing.
1: The crazy thing is there, this Jay white guys trying to was trying to make these teachers lose their license for not for standing up to him, and they literally quit or f- got fired or whatever, and they just aren't even working as teachers anymore because they're so terrified. But I don't think they've lost the license because we were staying, we were doing this, mm-hmm. and I like I gave her every contact I had, the FBI, the you know like every person that supposedly you know Newton, like the people over our county, like I'm telling these people, and they're. Literally saying, um, Senator Newton said his assistant Andrew said he was going to make a complaint to the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. He said he himself was going to make a complaint. I have a recording of that him speaking that and saying that. But not nothing ever came of it. Nothing ever. They never even sent me anything in the mail saying there was a um, investigation. But I've recent like your video from the last time that we did an interview and some other updates as I've been doing it, as I go. And I'll send them again, this video today that, you know, you said you're doing something about it. Why has the department of justice done nothing and why the, you know, their reasoning was, is something's wrong with me. I'm crazy. I have two evaluations that show I'm not. Um, and that, you know, I'm making it all up, right? Obviously, I'm not making it up. And so you can't use that as an excuse anymore. And there were 50 people in the room. So there's somebody that has a conscience. There's a bailiff. There's a, you know, a recorder, another lawyer, somebody that has a conscience that's going to say that guy that was standing there was walking in out of the courtroom and doing all that stuff was Jay White. So Goldberg works with Jay White in the state. So essentially his firm or all these people are over Goldberg. So of course he's going to lie for his boss. But the thing is, is when he sat on stand and was completely lying, it was like he has these dark brown eyes. It's like his face was gray. His Mm -hmm. eyes were gray. He was dead like it, it was like that same person that I met the first time I met him because you know they had lied and said I never had an order that Jay White couldn't be a part of it and once he found out there was an order Jay White's still in and out
2: mm-hmm. of
1: the room so you can't he, he did say on stand that Jay White was in and out of the room on October 15th and I mean he sat with Jay White on October mm-hmm. I mean not October 15th August 15th and three different trials Two were held on August fifteenth, and they did move one to August sixteenth. and And Goldstein was there the whole time, and he works with the county. So essentially, he was supposed to be replacing Jay White. But the problem is, is they're still covering up for him. They're still covering up for him. I mean, his law, his firm Hartzell, they have someone that sits on the bar. At times, they even represent the Department of Justice. At times oh. they even represent, they are the county attorneys. Jay White is over DSS, DSS child support, like DSS child welfare, DSS child support. He's over the school board. He has his hands in so many different pots oh. and he's using his power and he, abuse of the system and all like their plans are for me to be in jail. And for them to take my kids from not being able to pay this ungodly amount of money. But guess what? The Department of Justice has to step in. If Newton is complaining to them, they have to step in. If a whole entire room is proving that he's lying, there are cameras. Okay? There are cameras all over the court, all over that courtroom. And I know a lot of I know a lot of courthouses don't have cameras, but there are cameras that we're recording. So he can lie but there's cameras and I don't care. The department of justice can look at the cameras and this is an instant where you need to, Mm -hmm. because I'm not lying. You know, right. Jay White was standing there. Jay White was speaking. Jay White was a part of my trial and they, they already violated the ADA violations by not letting um, the ADA um, counselor to be a part of my hearing on October 3rd. Not they already just blatantly and violated it, so that's no. a Department of Justice violation. Mm-hmm. But then the second one was Jay White was there's a court order that Jay White is not to be a part of it. So that's, you know, illegal. He knows that order is in place. He's doing whatever he wants to do. So at some point, when does this guy lose his license?
0: Right, not soon enough. You know, maybe it would help to put things up on Google reviews. Um, That's what I did. I put Google reviews on my judges, the attorney, the CPS, the domestic relations. (laughs) I've had over 10,000 views. (laughs) Wow. And some thumbs up. So, you know, I mean, it's like if they're not going to listen to me when I write in a complaint over and over again, Right. why don't I just start showing a couple transcripts where they messed up and highlighted them. So the public can see the, the mistakes and the, the laws that they're breaking and put it up on um, Google reviews. And that way everyone can see what they're doing. I give up.
1: Yeah. But the thing is, is we have the secret weapon, you know, God is stronger than any of these evil things. There's a reason why there's Bible in the, in the courtroom because the, the, the courtroom was supposed to be just, Mm -hmm. you know, and it says, even I wanted to say to this guy, do you know what it says in the Bible? Like, if you lie, you're cursed, you know, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. like, you can't just say whatever you want to say and get away with it. And sin leads to death. Mm -hmm. Sin leads to death. So you continually sin, you continually lie, you continually do all these things, bad, bad things are going to happen to you. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: like our other, you know, Amy, Amy from the um, Adelise rights. I mean, her ex-husband's done all this horrible stuff to her and kept her kids from her. And now he just had like a heart attack and a stroke and have an open heart surgery. God vindicates. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a couple years down the road. It's going to happen. And the the thing is, is our kids are only 18 for the short period of time. And I'm just going to speak into your life that all that is past, uh, even with your kids, that they're going to see the truth, that they're going to all of a sudden see a video. They're going to all of a sudden see the truth. And God is immediately going to change their thinking. Because the thing is, is when God changes the thinking to the truth and quit quit making people believe that sin is right. Mm -hmm that everything that happened in the past can be changed in an instant. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still praying for these lawyers. I'm still praying for my ex-husbands. I mean, my, I, I had my kids and my, I, we're still praying for these people. Even when they're like, you know, my oldest one's crying, like my, you shouldn't have to pay my dad all this money you pay for everything. Even my second to my oldest daughter, mm-hmm. the one that I just bought an infinity SUV for granted, mm-hmm. it's like, Seventy thousand miles on it. It's not brand new, but it's still an expensive car, right? right. So, the car payment's like what five hundred and forty dollars a month, and you know, car insurance, gas. You know, it costs over eight hundred dollars yes. a month just for her to drive, and she's sixteen. You mm-hmm. know, um, she's like, you know, if you have to sell that car, that's fine. I don't think you should have to pay my dad anything because you pay for everything. Mm-hmm. And she's my, she's honestly the one that is the most like me in mm-hmm. a personality. I think um, the reason why my oldest and I butt heads the most is because she's the most like her dad. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and so like our rationalizing and our ways of thinking are so different. Um, it's just like there sh- you shouldn't be punished as a mother for telling your kids what to do. Mm-hmm. Your kids... The the court system is teaching your kid how to be a narcissist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I literally told my kids, we're all riding together. I'd just gotten a court order that week saying I have to pay three thousand dollars a month to their dad. So instead of driving two cars to a wedding, I said we're all riding together. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying an extra three hundred dollars in gas. I really didn't feel safe with my sixteen year old driving in traffic, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Well, my oldest threw a fit about it. And I like I had gotten out of the house once and then she said, oh, I left my phone at home. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't even know if she really left her phone Mm -hmm. because right when we got back to the house, she started throwing this fit that she's not riding with us and she's doing her own thing. And honestly, she's 16, she's 17 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, I should have just left. I should have left the house with the other five kids in the car and said, "Okay, well, you go drive your own car. That not this infinity SUV that I just purchased, but the one that's, um you know, your dad's, you know, let him bring you a car if you want to come or otherwise you just stay home. Like Mm -hmm. I should have done that. And I wish in a I wish I could turn back time and had done that. Mm -hmm. But what happened after the rehearsal dinner, so my young, to appease my daughter acting like that, my, my second to my oldest daughter gets out of the car and is... Oh, well, I'll just drive her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I I drove a little bit quickly to get back to the house because I told them we got to hurry. We got to hurry. We're going to get behind the um, buses and it'll take another 25 minutes to get out of the neighborhood because we have a huge neighborhood and you're mm-hmm. stopping behind every and you can't pass a bus. Mm-hmm. Right. And she, um, my oldest was like telling my family later, oh, I couldn't ride with her because she drives like a maniac and i went back to the house to go get her phone that she uh yeah you know what i mean and i see her when i have cameras all over my house i see her calling her dad talking crap about me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i pay for the cell phone
0: oh man so
1: i get to i get to the wedding and um I mean, I, to the rehearsal dinner that night, my do- my daughter, my second daughter gets hit by a deer, so she doesn't have the infinity SUV anymore. I gotta, I gotta get it fixed. Uh-huh. And right now, with all this financial attack, you know, I just don't even have the extra out of pocket money. I'm not gonna turn it into an insurance with the 16 year old claim because guess what? Then her insurance will be like twelve hundred dollars a month. Right. You know, and so really, I don't. The the problem is, is now my second kid, that's my good kid that, you know, does everything for everybody else is suffering the consequences of my first kid's behavior. Oh. But yet she came to my parents' house and it's like, my mom, you know, I never yelled around my family. I never raised my voice to my kids. I never even yelled when they got hit by the deer. Mm-hmm. You know what happened is we were driving in front of them and I saw the deer come out and I literally screamed at the entire car that was in the car with me. Cause my older daughter, my second, my older daughter was in the car. I said, pray now. Mm-hmm. And I'm screaming, you know, father yeah. in the name of Jesus, do not let, do not let that. And that deer was going head on. Like it was going to head on collision, like hit into her mm-hmm. and the deer turned and it hit the side of the car. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that it hit the side of the car. It looked like, cause it was dark that it went, that it didn't hit her. Right. Mm-hmm. And she kept driving. Right. So the I feel like even in the bad situations, you know, how God is supposed to use all the bad for our good mm-hmm. in that bad situation. My old, my young, my middle kids were like, mom, when we got home, mom, you said you had a bad feeling and you didn't want her to drive. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about, you know, you knew something like this was going to happen separately. My two middle kids come up to me and said that. Okay. Mm -hmm. separately and so and they got to witness like me and my husband just stopping what we're doing in the middle of the road praying Mm -hmm. we need a supernatural miracle we're seeing the the deer run straight at her because it went like behind me so i mean I, i think the thing is is like Kids are taught that if they don't want to do what you want them to do and you're the parent, right, that you're the problem, oh. mm-hmm. right, and that they can, cont- they can attack you just like the ex-husband attacked you, mm-hmm. call you crazy, walk around my front yard that I'm just crazy. I'm not running the car with her. I mean, I have all these videos of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we get to the rehearsal dinner and she's acting like nothing's wrong. Sitting next to me, taking videos, taking photos and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then when the car, when the the when the um, deer hit the car and I said, this consequence is both of you, Mm -hmm. you know, you both decided to drive this car when I said no. So I said, whatever the payment is, whatever the amount is, you guys can split it. And I didn't yell. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't whatever. But guess what? To my parents and to everyone else, my oldest, not my second to my oldest, but my oldest, you know, was going to my sisters, to my parents, to everyone, how horrible of a person I am. But nobody in my family, you know, I don't know that I even know that I was paying three, got even a letter that I was paying $3,000 a month because we don't tell everybody except for, you know, like, If they don't listen to the video, I'm not calling and talking about this. I'm moving on. I'm I'm walking in a daily life. I'm taking care of, you know, all these old people, my kids, whatever. I try not to just constantly talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know, because otherwise you feel like it consumes your life.
0: It yeah, and it can. It can. I mean, that's how toxic this whole court system is. It's so toxic that you know it does and can make even you know someone going through it sick but even you know um like as you were saying that you know this when people are evil it does catch up with them because my judge died you wow. know so a moment of silence okay <laughs> so yeah you know i mean dreams can come true uh yeah. but Seriously, when I when I got that phone call, my friend called me and said, hey, did you know he died? I said, what? Are you joking? Yeah, I but
1: God me. vindicates. And so, you know, I mean, I've had so many dreams for the last 10 years that my second husband dies in a car accident, drinking and driving. And I honestly believe that if I haven't been praying for him the last 10 years, that he would have already had that happen. Mm-hmm. And my prayer is to keep my kids out of the car. Oh, yeah. But guess what now? This order, this last order, even though he has been beaten up, police, two, two women, all this stuff, he can drive my kids no. during the day. He has supervised overnights. But a guy that has a repetitive drug and alcohol problem, um, you know, diagnosed as bipolar at any point can just flip. And when he flips, it's raging in the car, driving quickly, um, you know, drinking and drugging, like just does whatever he wants to do. And the kids all think that was another thing. My kids all thought that I was like, something's wrong with me because I'm ending the fun. You know, Uh like he's blasting on the little radio or whatever outside the house at 11 or 12 o'clock at night and trying to keep the kids up to have a party with him drunk. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, my neighbors are like, you've got to be quiet or, I'm, you know, we're going to call the police
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I get rid of the, um, the thing and make everybody go to bed. And I'm the bad guy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I get rid of the speaker. Right. So it's been, it's been like this for 20 years. All of a sudden we're the yeah. bad guy for me, the protecting parent or the good parent or whatever. And guess what? We're allowed to get mad or raise our voice or say, this is what you have to do. And right now, the court order says that my oldest and my second or my third one down, because it says they can do whatever they want, will come when they want to come do whatever they, that. So having an order like that says they don't have to follow any of your rules. Mm-hmm. If you give them rules and they don't like it, they can just leave.
0: Yeah, these courts are breeding, well, no accountability for themselves, but even for the kids to just do whatever they want to their parents.
1: Right. And it, it's a site. Oh. It's a repetitive cycle. Cause Matt, you know, when the more anxiety, more stress it is on us, like my family doesn't really keep up with it anymore. I don't really tell them because it's too much for them to handle. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so even when Matt pulled me down the stairs pregnant, right even then, I mean, I have so many abuse, uh, victims that your own family just wants you to be quiet. Like, Mm -hmm. don't tell anybody about it. Just move on with life. You know, his family has a lot of money. He's, it's going to be really bad for you. I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. He could have killed me and my baby. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I mean, but that's how families are. Yeah, And then they're like, okay, wait a minute. Like she, you know, after I did go through, You know, and see, I told you so, like they start kidnapping your kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. And even his mom, like I remember his mom calling and leaving a threatening voicemail on my parents' message machine and my mom physically shaking as she's playing it to the police about Matt's mom threatening her, threatening our lives, essentially.
2: Oh, right.
1: And they, this was another time I forgot about. I'm literally leaving my parents' neighborhood, and my parents live in a really nice neighborhood, but it's way out there on the lake. At the stops, I'm leaving the neighborhood. The police pull me over and say that I I don't have a registration, or I'm driving without a registration, or something. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like, I I I think you know that's that's another thing they'll get done to you, right, Mm -hmm. or undone to you, even if you've already paid it. And they took me to jail on the spot. My parents were 200 feet away. We could walk, I could have walked back to their house. And mm-hmm. while they took me to jail, they kidnapped my kids at my parents' house. So all, even the police help the abusers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They they just do all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of my kids believing the lies. Yes. You know, and the thing is, is I'm not trying to put your dad in jail, but you know what? Your dad needs the separation from you. He's never not seen you for more than seven days straight in 14 years. And he's kidnapped you seven days, seven times from me where I don't see you months at a time. And then we have to deal with all this stuff. And I think the problem is, is when my kids were little, they, they would go to court, go to church with me and then go to church with me. It, but it was like, they, when they got older, with this COVID stuff, it was the first time he could stick a knife in their in their belief system. Mm-hmm. Like that fear, that COVID fear, mm-hmm. is all of a sudden like, "Where's your God if you know COVID is happening? If the whole world is getting sick, and mm-hmm. you know she that that God person she talks about is real crazy. Like that's not even normal,
0: you know." Uh- You know, my ex turned them into atheists. So that's what he did when we divorced.
1: But we have authority as parents. Like we have authority as parents to say over our kids that, you know, the devil can't have their mind. The devil can't have their soul. The devil can't have their thought process. They are not going to be children of the world. They're not going to think, you know, like everybody else thinks. And and, and that I believe that you what you're doing is going to help your daughter, your two sons. Something is about to happen because exposure is so big right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they want to talk to me directly. I'll talk to them because mm-hmm. I've even done that with other people's kids. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is like, it's like they don't believe it if it comes from you. But they can talk to a stranger, and they're like, all of a sudden, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, if all this stuff happened to your mom and it's happening to me still 20 years later and they did it to, let's see how many different people are talking to Congress about it. How many mm-hmm. different people are speaking out? So the exposure is now, it does say in the Bible that we're if we live righteously and we believe in God that we're gonna be persecuted, right? Mm-hmm. But it also says that it is gonna be exposed. And we also says that we are children of God and he's going to bless us and he makes promises for us. And we can't let the world and we can't let the devil take our promises and our kids are promises. Our kids are promises. And so we right now as women stand together and we have to stand united and say, you're going to return the promises of God to us. We're standing there with a clear heart, a clear heart and clean hands. I'm not even asking for him to go to jail. I'm not even asking for persecution for them mm-hmm. I was act- I'm, I'm just asking for my kids <laughs> and for you to stop persecuting me mm-hmm. so
0: boy I mean you have been through so much you know and um and'm I'm, I'm glad we talked today uh, is there is there anything else you'd like to add or any advice for uh, parents that you know just like you said your kids are doing whatever they want. I, th- this is how they set us all up. You know, let the kids do whatever they want and treat you however they want. You, it's, it's only like, the
1: one. It's only the one that's yeah. doing it. Um and you know, she's the one with the boyfriend for the last 2 years and it all started around, you know, I and and I don't know. He's the one that he got her birth control. I don't know if they're having sex. I don't know. Like the problem is is the other parent and the other family, like they let them go to the beach trip together and have naps together. I mean, I, the thing is, is the world allows a lot of stuff that mm. that is not OK for teenagers. And yes. so and they want me. They want to believe that I'm crazy for thinking that I need to be a parent and parent my own kids and allow because you know what? What do we want to do? So if my kid ends up pregnant, you know, is it on the judge? Is the judge going to pay for it? Is the mm-hmm. judge going to pay for the next 18 years of that, that child's life? I think they Is should. the judge going to pay for all the chaos of what happens. So mm-hmm. that's what needs to happen. There needs to be some sort of accountability. If these judges are letting them do whatever they want to do, then they need to be held responsible as the parent, like they you're, you're parenting the kid through this irrational order. Mm-hmm. Then you need to be held financially responsible for mm-hmm. your irrational parenting skills.
0: Right. Well said. <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah. You know, these judges cause all this havoc in families. And then they just, you know, get to go home to their ha- families and everything's hunky-dory or, or over there, I, I would think, because they have so much money to blow on the kids. You know, uh, they, they go to Disney like four times a year, six times a year. I remember sitting in a support conference and my ex's attorney said, oh, yeah, I'm taking my wife to Disney to cheer her up. I felt like saying, hey, buddy, this is on your dime. Get it? You know?
1: Well, and the crazy thing is I'm ordered to pay you $3,000 a month. And all of a sudden after that, you can go to Florida for the week with my kids. I literally got harassed like attacked so not so much by my ex-husband but also by my kids that they could not even take an hour extra off of school because they could not miss one class three of them Mm -hmm. are in AP classes they can't miss one class or they will be so far behind a school they're gonna flunk out Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like their their rationale is so irrational Mm -hmm. but yet if I say to them like Okay, well, your dad takes you out to do whatever he wants to do. But, you know, this is a family event and a wedding. But the thing is, is my my own family will be like, oh, well, they don't have to come. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You Mm -hmm. just get there when you get there. Mm -hmm. You know, if they if they didn't, it didn't mean it need to be that big of a deal. You didn't have to show up at the rehearsal dinner. After I went through all that to get my kids here? You're going to oh, talk to them like that? I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, are you kidding me?
2: Uh,
1: you know, and I just thought uh, it was what, well, maybe my sister just didn't want to pay for my kids all to be eating because there's eight of us, right? With uh, me and my kids. So I had already pre-paid her the money for the... um our our amount that it would cost for us to eat probably double or triple amount that it would cost for our family to eat. I paid that and said, you know, if it's about the, the money, here you go. But mm-hmm. like,
0: Oh, what a mess.
1: It's just weird, yeah. you know, because it's almost like people don't. So my, my youngest sister has a special needs, child that has a lot of special needs issues, right? Mm -hmm. Constantly correcting him constantly. It's just constantly makes a whole room in an uproar of Mm -hmm. how he behaves. I mean, he's got kicked out of many schools. He's been doing all this stuff like a lot, like the rehearsal dinner. He didn't, she didn't even want him there because Mm -hmm. she didn't want to have to deal with him. He came to the wedding for just a few minutes and then left after pictures because she can't handle him. Mm -hmm you're going to treat my kids differently. You know what I mean? So if her child that has this, these issues went around to every single person in the family, me, my mom, my dad, everyone, every time she corrected him and said to my parents, my family, that she's a problem and she's so horrible. And she did this to me and she blah, 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 blah. She would lose it. Mm -hmm. she would lose it because she already loses it constantly with him. Like she has no patience. She's even said to me, I don't know how you have six kids. I can't even handle two. Oh no. You know, like that kind of person, but yet I'm always parent. uh, Like it, she, if you become, if you become the problem of the narcissist, Mm. if you don't, if you don't support your parenting, of the Mm -hmm. protective parent. Mm -hmm. If you go in there and say, Oh, kids can do whatever they want to do. Don't have to follow their rules. Don't have to follow parenting rules. Um, You know, then you're just as much as a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have, I've had other people say that. I don't know if you've had that issue. Like, okay, well they're, they're gonna, they're teenagers. They're going to have sex. They're, they're going to be doing all this stuff. Like, You just have to get over it. Your beliefs shouldn't matter.
2: Mm.
0: Well, you know, I'm really big on not lying. And it was um, a sweet 16 birthday party we were going to have at the house. And I told her, I said, on the invitations, I want these kids out of here by 1030. Because I have migraines and I don't know when they're going to happen and I have to work. Uh, this is when I was able to work and before all the really horrible stuff happened, but she puts on the invitation, 1145. And so I um, messaged or no, I emailed the ex and I said, you know, could you tell her this is wrong? This is a, it, lying. She, she li- outright lied to me. And now I got these kids in the house and so he just said, well, you know, it's only for one night. So I'm go- I'm thinking, well, this is why families are so messed up.
1: Yeah. Because you're the parent. You're the mom. Yes. You're having the party at your house. You're paying for it. You get to decide when it's over.
0: Right. Right. And the thing is, they want you to co-parent, right? They, they're throwing co-parenting down your throat. And you have to deal with this. Someone who who just doesn't want to co-parent. He even walked out of a co-parenting meeting. So you can't make them, you can't make these personality disorders. If they don't want to do it, you're the problem.
1: The, the funny thing that happened on um, October 25th, um, for some reason, I think I dab my hair brown. I don't know if my ex-husband didn't notice me or, you know, sometimes they'll sit directly behind you intentional to try to you know, scare you or intimidate you. Mm -hmm. But some guy sat next to him and he's just talking about me bad, like for an hour and a half. For some reason, I've never seen this happen before. You know, they bring my advocate on and say, oh, we're going to go in the back and talk to the other lawyers that are here about all their cases. Uh uh, And then we'll get you back on the advocate they were back in the back for like over two hours with like nine different lawyers, not one case, all the other cases that were in the room, it was full of people. Okay. So when do you talk about everybody's case at the same time, that's gotta be conflict of interest. Right. And then why would you have like an open door court hearings on these, just talking to the lawyers in the back that I've never seen that done in 14 years. Okay. And then, so they come back and they're like, so I have to sit there and listen to my ex-husband talk about me to this person that sat next to him. Well, it was like a seat between us and then another one Well, apparent then this other girl comes and sits right behind me and starts talking to me. Well, apparently that was her ex that was sitting next to him. And so I just filled her in, her in about how I said, Oh, that's your ex about how just how much naughty things they're saying about us and how horrible we are. Mm-hmm. And then I just filled in, you know, back. I said, "Well, you know, I mean, this would have never happened if he, we wouldn't have ever had a divorce if he hadn't pulled me down a half a flight of stairs, pregnant, if he wasn't cheating on me, mm-hmm. you know, if he hadn't kidnapped my kids seven times." Mm-hmm. I said, "We're, well, you know, we just got a court order saying I have to pay him almost three thousand dollars a month when I pay for everything." I pay for their car. I pay for this. I pay for that. I said, they even come. He, you know, he testified on October 25th that they come in and out of my house whenever they want to, Mm because they do. They have two of them have cars. Well, they can shop for face wash and tampons at my house because Mm -hmm. he won't even buy them that. (laughs) But yet I have to pay him $3,000 a month for him to them to sleep at his house. And I'm the one during the week at their meets, at their games, at their stuff. He's not even showing up to that. Mm -hmm. He's not even. the only thing he did show up to because we had court on October 25th was this Friday uh, They he paid. We were they were supposed to come to my house all weekend and he, he changed it again and he bought tickets to the football game. And I didn't know it was senior night or that my daughter was like walking until after it already happened. Like, oh, Sutton's walking on the field right now. Mm-hmm. And last time we had um, my weekend, my oldest daughter didn't come because she wants to be able to stay out all night. And it was a, um, it was a homecoming. And so she didn't come so she can stay out till three or four in the morning or do whatever she wants with her boyfriend.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: she did meet us for lunch that Sunday. And like we had lunch and had a birthday lunch with somebody and she hung out with us all then, but she's, you know, been doing this since she was 16. And the problem is she wants me to pay for everything for her, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to have any parenting, any parent. And she gets to do whatever she wants. And whenever I tell her something to give her parenting advice, then she's going to attack me to the whole world of how crazy I am and Mm -hmm. how horrible of a person I am that I'm the problem, not her dad. But just because I'm the one that parents, I mean, her dad's not there.
2: Uh-huh. He's
1: not even at the house. He's, they just do whatever they're parenting each other.
2: Oh.
1: You know what I mean? Like right. my older two kids are the ones picking up the younger two kids from school and for whatever. He's not parenting. He's not doing it. Uh-uh. He waited to kidnap them this last time, weeks after she got her driver's license that I took her to get her driver's license to. Mm-hmm. because she, he's not going to, drive him around Mm-mm. how sad yeah i just i i just believe that i'm gonna be that somehow that newton's gonna do something because the election is here i don't know the department of justice is gonna do something that somebody's gonna do something to jay white and i'm not even asking for his his license to be removed i'm just asking him to stop
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like
1: that there's some sort of like punishment for his behavior that he's got to stop. Mm-hmm. And I get sole custody of my kids like now. And it, and I never have to go back to court again. I'm not mm-hmm. paying my second ex-husband, $85,000. I'm not paying my first ex-husband, $3,000 a month. And I get sole custody of my kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The truth is out. Everything has been exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you said in court, my kids are in and out of the house uh, whenever they want to come. You know, the only thing I have said is like, my oldest will bring her boyfriend. I mean, I have someone at my house all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I'm not, I'm here by the time my younger kids get off the bus. She's never been in my house with a boyfriend alone. But I think she, maybe, I don't know what's happened, but I think maybe there's a new rule that she can't be at the house with the boyfriend alone in her parent and her dad's house. But see, they don't tell me what goes there could be the littlest thing ever that goes on at my house and he knows everything about it. Mm -hmm. Whatever goes on at their house, they're not allowed to speak to me about. Same, same. And so I don't know what's going on besides their change in behavior. Like all of a sudden you're all coming over to my house to hang out with this boyfriend like two and three times a week so that Sutton can hang out with her boyfriend at my house. (sighs) I mean, I'm like, but my rules are like, you're not going to be in that. You're not laying all over each other. You're not going to be in a room by yourself together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. Essentially, he's just here. He doesn't get to be off by himself with her Mm -hmm. where his family took her to the beach with them. And literally, she's like, we're just getting up from a nap together,
2: Uh, like
1: texting me that. You know, like, so I don't get any say in that.
0: No, and and these judges are setting that these families and kids up for failure. They're 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 just making her life harder later.
1: And honestly, he's nicer than she is to me. Uh-huh. Like he seems like a nice enough kid, right? But he's not been given any rules. His parents aren't giving him the same rules of what and obviously my ex-husband's not giving her any rules so mm-hmm. um but that doesn't make me crazy to think that my sixteen year old shouldn't be doing certain things or now seventeen year old mm-hmm. shouldn't be it started at sixteen you know and the mm-hmm. the sad thing is is that when you're that young i I just didn't care about boys like she does I didn't mm-hmm. like i I, I just and everybody else is like, that's just how girls are. They're going to attack her, their whole family. And this guy's always going to come first. Not if you have Jesus, mm-hmm. not if you have God, right. not if you're walking in righteousness, you don't treat your family with disrespect. Right. And you don't act like that. You don't, beha- you know, I didn't have sex till I got married. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, so there there's, there's a standard of behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I know that she knows that standard but she just wants to fit in with the world right now. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that she can't have a boyfriend, but I just think that there needs to be boundaries.
0: Right. Right. You know,
1: like, like you don't just freely go. I mean, there's so many parents that do it. They just freely go and get their kids birth control and and let them have sex in the house, knowing they're in there. And same thing with drugs and alcohol. They do that with their parent with their kids. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, my second ex husband, his family was like that. Even, even my oldest, my first ex husband, his family was like that. Let him, them drink and party and do whatever um, around them. But how does that teach them how to be a responsible adult? These people are having divorce problems and parenting issues, even you know, twenty years later, because their parent couldn't. Teach them how to be an adult, how to stand on their own two feet and about God.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: This is this is the big problem in America. It's the big problem. There's no God. Right. But um, you know, I'd like to have you back on with more updates.
1: Sorry, I feel like I just talked and talked and talked. No, you (laughs) gave you
0: you let us know what's going on, and people would like to know what's going on and make people aware of what's happening to you you know so um, don't jump off Slam the hey. gavel of a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms I am your host Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough and Cry Out for Justice Poems of Truth please join us again here with Amy Palacios in the future because I'm going to have you back on and other exciting guests thank you so much
1: Amy thank you